Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Cross, former defensive end of Miami Dolphins, and you're with the Gridiron Guys. Whew. That loaded in right. Uh, you know, how you doing, folks? How's everybody tonight? I am the fantasy jester. I am one of the Gridiron Guys, and... Here's becoming the problem now with us having a couple of shows, and we'll get into that. Now we've added another show. We have a third show. And I just sat there holding my breath, hoping that I put in the proper intro. I I, kind of figured I had, but I was hoping. Um, And and one of the big reasons is because I just added uh, our intro for the wrestling show that's going to debut this Wednesday. Our intro for that show is absolutely fantastic. A couple of people have had the opportunity to hear it. You will love it. Don't forget, Wednesday night, don't miss that FXE Live. Folks, again, but this show right now is the Gridiron Guys. It's being brought to you from beautiful T-Land, Florida, where it is currently 86 degrees on and off showers. Uh, Mrs. Jester and I uh, went to my other office today over on our uh, private island there just off the coast and uh, worked on the show. It was a little disturbing. The water temperature was 82, so it was a little warmer than... I like it no warmer than 80, but uh, I had to live with it, and I had to work through that. It was quite the distraction. Uh, tonight on the Gridiron Guys, brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com, your kingdom for everything fantasy sports and more. The Gridiron Guys are going to be talking about uh, the top left guards now and then article by Kid Kelly, another great piece by her. Uh, I'm going to point out a couple of the guards that we feel that could have made the list or should have made the list, depending on who you're looking at and who's doing the analyzing. We're going to talk about you know a couple of the players on the Arizona Cardinals have made it widely known that they're gearing up for one particular game this this week, the Week Eight rematch of the NFC championship game against Carolina where they got beat down. I mean, they beat down. It was ugly. So the Cardinals have been talking about, they want to get, and they're planning to get some get back. Is that going to happen? Uh, I want to talk to JT about that. Uh, I know how he feels personally about Carson Palmer as a quarterback and, uh, We're going to talk about that. What we've done is because left guards is really just not sexy, folks. I mean, we're going to try and make it as good as we can, but we're going to get off it quick because it's not a fantasy position. So what I've done, though, is this week here, we've added a couple of fact or fantasy questions for our panel. And tonight we actually might be joined, I mean, could we actually be joined uh, by Joey Cage himself? Uh, it's been thrown around that he's going to call in, and then uh, he gets tied up. Busy guy. Joey Cage, one of the local indie wrestlers, uh, going to be part of that FXE Live on Wednesday nights. He's supposed to call and weigh in on a couple of these. We have Factor Fantasy tonight. Odell Beckham will have more touchdowns then Olivier Vernon has sacks. Fact or fantasy? Next one is Ezekiel Elliott will have more touchdowns than Des Bryant. Fact or fantasy? And I guess uh, it depends on whether or not you feel Romo's going to stay healthy uh, for Des numbers. We're going to talk about that tonight. A really good question. Here's a, here's a great one for you. Uh, and you got to really look at the numbers on this one. Lamar Miller will have more touchdowns than DeAndre Hopkins. Fact or fantasy? I, I, I personally happen to, happen to like that one. 
Uh, but none make me more happy than to have to discuss this next one. Tony Romo makes it past week eight. Fact or fantasy? <laughs> can we put in hope? Uh, can we put in wish? Can we put in uh, the whole question about the bounty? I had brought that up, uh, and I still want to ask. I got to talk to JT a little bit further about that, about me getting fined and, you know, how do I go about it? Can I do this on Twitter? We're going to talk about that a little bit further because uh, we didn't have time on that last week. Our last fact or fantasy is a really good one. And it really, how do you view what's going on for the Minnesota offense? Adrian Peterson will rush for 1,500 yards. Fact or fantasy? That's our show tonight, and I really cannot wait to let's just get this thing started. First, let's bring in my partner, my esteemed colleague, Jason J.T. Townsend, the other gridiron guy. J.T., how are you, sir? Jester, I'm doing good, but that sound you heard earlier when you first started talking, that loud noise was my eyes rolling. And, and the pity that I felt for you that the water was two degrees warmer than you prefer it on the beach in your office there. So that's what that sound was. It wasn't a sonic boom. That was my eyes rolling. I, you don't understand, though. At 80 degrees, that's about as warm as I want. Other than that, I'll just go up over by the pool. There's the hot tub if I want hotter than that. And, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, if I want warmer than that, I have to go over by the hot tub. But sometimes over by the hot tub, there's a shadow in the afternoon. So it doesn't oh, help Oh, yeah, my you got to get your sun. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that tan, absolutely. Uh, some of those pictures I saw you at the uh, wrestling event last week, you definitely don't want to mess with that tan. Thank you. I work hard at it, sir. It's not easy. You it, do. It's very hot you know, out hey, there. As long as you don't pull the old copper tone ad on me, no one wants to see any dog pulling your shorts down. So just, just stay away from animals on the beach, okay? No, no. I, I did that once before. Is you know, getting close to nighttime. No, no, no. This was this was not too long ago, okay? And I did it and I had the police here. The FAA complained because they thought I, somebody was shining a white beacon in the sky. <laughs> Because my ass is so big. Okay. Yeah, and it, it, it's big and gas. white. And yeah, I don't know if it was, yeah, thanks. It was swamp gas. There you go. Uh, no, it was the reflection coming off my ass that because it's so white and wide. Um, it was blinding the uh, pilots as they went by. So quite, quite <laughs> well, disturbing well, Jester, to me. America wants to know was it a full moon over Miami that night? Full moon. Full moon. Hey, if you're gonna go, gotta go all the way. Absolutely. Why do you think like I said? Why do you think we have to some of uh, liking some of the factor fantasy tonight? It feels a little um, giant heavy since we're on the subject, but you know, sounds sounds like some good uh, some good questions for us. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, it is. You know what? And I do have to apologize. Of let's see, one, two, three, four, five of them. I have. Three are NFC East. Okay, I, I, I'll make it up to our our Western listeners. I will make it up next week. I promise. Our fact or fantasy will include the Oakland Raiders, San Francisco, LA Rams. I mean, we might even talk Seattle. I've got a good one on that one I'm already. Say, let's go Seattle, San Diego. Big in the news today. Now that what is it? They're required to get two thirds of majority vote, not half. On the stadium yeah. referendum, so that's interesting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Going to be, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with some good factor fantasy. I definitely want to talk about uh, Seattle's running game without Marshawn. Got a factor fantasy for that one. Also mm-hmm. on the line, uh, as we get ready, we're going to start talking about top left guards now and then the article. That person who is responsible for that article happens to be on the line. The one, the only, Kid Kelly. What's up, Kid? How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
Better than most. Not as good as some, but better than most. Thank you. Uh, I'm dealing with, as you heard, okay, uh, there on hold, uh, I'm dealing with uh, warm ocean issues. That is my uh, my current concern. And uh, the quandary for next week is going to be, you know, do I just forego? Is, it, is the ocean going to be warmer next week? I mean, is this a trend? And will I be forced to the hot tub in the shade? So. Um, oh, I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so the ocean is always cold here. <laughs> yeah, Your heart's I'm, breaking I'm, for him, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm originally from New Jersey, and uh, I, while I love the Garden State, um, the Garden State is a great place, um, but I'm sorry for, for my needs and uh, my agenda <laughs> in my world. Uh, yeah, I need someplace warmer more times than not in the year. So um, that's what we get. Also on the line, before we go to the article for the top left guards now and then by Kid Kelly, we are graced finally. I mean, you know, talk about a tease. This guy's been, I'm going to show up on the show. I'm going to show up on the show. You know, Indie wrestler probably got hit with the chair a couple too many times and either forgets the time, but he's actually here tonight to talk a little football. And, uh, well, I'm not even going to talk anymore. I'm just going to bring him right on in. Folks, Joey Cage. Joey, what's up? How's it going? Jess, sir. What's up, man? How's everything going? Uh, living the dream. Living the dream, my brother. So you're ready to talk a little football, huh? Yeah, definitely. You know, I was I was going through my day today, and every and, you know, I said to myself, I'm going to definitely spend time, you know, call in. I'm very excited to be on the show, and I wanted to get the opportunity to talk with you and JT, you know, about some football. You know, I love my MMA and wrestling, but football is my love too. Good, good. All right. Looking well, forward to that. Looking forward to that. Looking forward. Uh, for those of you out there who are not just football fans, but are wrestling fans, next Wednesday night, FXE Live, Joey Cage, JT, myself, Bill Crude, and I tell you, a lineup of guests you're not going to want to miss next week, folks. But right now, the one, the only, Kid Kelly. Kid Top left guards now and then. Who's your top left guard then? Back then. Who's the best ever? I had uh, back then um, Randall McDaniel of the Minnesota Vikings. Huh. See, I, I can't argue with McDaniel. <laughs> nah, don't even listen to that, Kelly. McDaniel's <laughs> definitely in the top four or five. I mean, no doubt, but. I can't go as high as one, but I don't disagree with him being mentioned. Sorry. I mean, it's hard. Uh, Not that it's hard. I was just trying to find people who were specifically left guards, not sharing the position or bouncing back and forth between left and right. So by the end of their career, they were exclusively left guards. (laughs) Okay. Um, JT. Looking at that list, because I have I have my guys, I, I have a couple in particular. Um, I'm going to let you go first. Then I'm going to let Joey Cage go. Then I'll give you mine. Um, who do you feel she left off? Uh, the guy I have number one in, of all time for me is John Hanna. Ten, uh, you know, ten All Pro selections. Probably yep. considered the best pulling pulling guard of all time. Uh, only missed seven starts in his entire career. Uh, so, definitely. I mean, guy never blocked for a superstar quarterback, you know, never won a Super Bowl. But you watch, you know, the guard position played, and, and that's the guy that sits at the head of your table, in my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, here's the craziest thing about what you just said, too, about Hannah. Ten-time All-Pro. Yeah, uh, 12, 13-year career, uh, seven games. And he's known as one of the best pulling guards, like you mentioned, and never probably got the attention he deserved simply because they never had a thousand yard rusher. 
during his tenure. I found that absolutely unbelievable to find out that during his time, they never had a thousand yard rusher. You would have thought over a 12 year period, you've got John Hanna. <laughs> right. Just pulling the guard, think. you're going to get you a thousand yards. But no, they didn't. Um, Joey Cage, you've got a uh, left guard you want to uh, throw in there in the mix? Who do you agree with or who do you disagree with? Who's that on there? What do you got? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm honestly going to have to disagree with both of the guards for now. <laughs> um, Gabe Jackson, you know, he's very good, young uh, left guard. But the one that really comes to mind, uh, specifically because he was on my team, uh, is Evan Mathis, who uh, was pro football focused, number one ranked run blocking guard four of the past five years. And he was the number one overall ranked guard three of the past five years, with the fourth year being number two. Um, you talk about a guy who really was a key component uh, for LaShawn McCoy having the success he did because he's also a pullout guard and he did a lot of good things uh, for LaShawn McCoy and for that Eagles offensive line along with Jason Peters and those guys. So I think he's he, he he's very, very underrated and it's weird because he's honestly been, you know, if not the top guard in the NFL the last five years, he's, you know, top three, absolutely. So I would have to say I'd probably put him on that list before the other two for now. Uh, is that publication that you mentioned, is that an Eagle uh, publication? <laughs> yeah, I think, that, gave, I think that, that was a stats? fan guide. I think that was a, a program that they give out at the game right before they throw batteries <laughs> at Santa Claus. <laughs> is that, no, is no. that before or after they hit Santa Claus? Was that is that definitely before? <laughs> Oh, I think okay. it's definitely after. <laughs> you know what it is? Wait, wait, wait. Mystery solved. They make it sick with all those accolades. That way when you swat at those flies when they're they're buzzing around, it gives it a little bit more snap. <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're talking now, you got to go Marshall Yonda from Baltimore. I mean, I don't think there's a guard in football that comes close to this guy's capability. Josh Sitton, uh, Mikey Upati, the guy on Mathis's current team. I would probably yeah. take over Mathis as well. But I would definitely have Mathis in the top five or six. Kyle Long's probably somebody I'd throw in front of him as well. But you got to wonder about a guy that the Eagles tried to give away to the Dolphins, and we have no blocking for the last three years, and we wouldn't touch him. There's a reason for that. Well, he also was the number one yeah, ranked run blocking last year, so I don't think that that was a smart move by Miami. He was, again, like I said, the number one ranked run blocking uh, guard in football last year. Uh, again, he, he was an all-pro, first-team all-pro twice. I mean, I, if I was Miami, I would have taken him. Denver's definitely happy when that they did. When you say, hold on, I have to interrupt for one second. When you say the number one ranked guard, what's the qualification there, though? The number one ranked oh, guard man. that can eat ribs? I mean, <laughs> what is what is so your... <laughs> Yeah, he's the number one right guard that can eat uh, 12 cheesesteaks in an hour. From Pats, you know? Yeah. I mean, come on now. He's I think pro football focus goes by an, an advanced system of metrics that determine their situations in pass and run and how successful they are in terms of their matchups and, and also in regards to what their blocking scheme and whether or not they were able to get their block through the guy they were supposed to block, et cetera. But, I don't know, maybe they factor in reds, too. Well, one, one last question or, or statement on Evan Mathis. Maybe being next to Peters covers up quite a few mistakes or helps make you look a little better, too. It does when Peters is on the, same, is on the field is, with him at the same time. But the other absolutely. thing, too, is that he also did that in Denver. He was, again, he did the same thing in Denver for that team, um, you know, on a completely new offensive line. And now he's in Arizona, which is going to work out well for them, I think. But just in general, he did it on another team, you know, a year after, you know, from leaving the Eagles. Right. So I really, I honestly right feel Marshall. I'm sorry. I was going to say Andy flipping the right guard this year. Yeah, for the Cardinals. That's correct. Yep. 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 But he, right. I would, well, I would really say he's up there. You know, he's definitely in the top three of guards. I mean, these days. You know, and Gabe Jackson, Marshall Yonda, all those guys that you mentioned. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, don't I happen to be. I happen to be a little partial to right now. Um, somebody, JT, mentioned his name like 
briefly for a second. Uh, I think the guy deserves more is Ayapati. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I absolutely love him. Yeah, yeah, I love that guy. And uh, one of the past ones that we could have looked at, I was going to toss in uh, Larry Allen. Uh, he didn't know. Oh, of course. He, he's seven-time All-Pro. Uh, I just don't think he got the press that uh, Nate Newton did, but that didn't uh, mean that Larry Allen was uh, a slouch over there. Think how good Think how good that line was. Williams, Allen, Newton, you know, Stepnoski. Uh, man, no wonder Emma Smith ran for, you know, 150 miles or whatever it was the guy ran for in his career. So, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, kid, Kid Kelly. Yes. You're with us? Yes. All right. Okay. Just listening sure. to you guys argue. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. How do you feel about uh, what Joey Cage had to say? You think Mathis um, is uh, – or, or are you going to go ahead and tear him apart because he used to be on Philly? I mean, I know where your uh, <laughs> allegiance is. He's on like – yeah, I, uh, I'm not a fan because I actually the other person I was considering putting down on my list for um, best left guards for now was the Giants' left guard Justin Pugh. But, but I mean, wow. I think, yeah, I think I think his last name says all we need to know about that decision. Yeah, I mean, I also yeah. I also did go to Syracuse, so I am a little partial when uh, it comes to Syracuse oh, and the Giants. Oh, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> that makes sense. But I. Uh, I think I have to stick to my principles and disagree with any Eagles players. I think the past few years <laughs> they have not been doing great, so clearly the left guard cannot be contributing a lot. <laughs> Joey Cage, now you know why Randall Cunningham wasn't on the quarterback list, right? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. He was never number one, though. I mean, he was never just universally regarded as the number one player at his position for years on end. So I don't, you know. But, yeah, I agree. No, that's true. <laughs> Eagles suck, right, man. Guys. There's no doubt about that. We gotta. This is what happens when you have too many people from the NFC East on one show, folks. Yeah, uh, feeling a little here, left out with this love fest over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, listen, the Finns will be fine. The Finns will be fine. Okay. Hey, as long think, as we beat the Jets, I think good I'm things happy. are ahead. I think good things are ahead. Um, for, for the Dolphins there. Just got to be patient, folks. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's move West Coast. Let's move West Coast, and let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I tell you, we've got a bunch of people uh, talking. You got uh, Kalei Campbell. You got Carson Palmer, Patrick Peterson, all talking and, and about. Jester. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're, they're talking. Why are you letting the Carolina Panthers know that, that – they're in your head because that's exactly what they're doing. I, you know, here's the thing. What it, I'm a little surprised at this. Two things: a that after the first person said something, uh, Bruce Arians didn't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to tell them quiet. The other one that I'm a little surprised at is Carson Palmer. Being on that list, you're not talking about some young guy, new in the league, year or two in the league, okay? You're talking about a veteran at the other end of his career who really should know better. Yeah. I mean, he he should, but he totally should know better, but you're talking about a guy that came off all his, he turned the ball over six or seven times himself in that game. You Six know, times, four interceptions, two fumbles. Two fumbles. So, yeah. You know, he's probably feeling a little embarrassed. You know, there's probably a little bit of telephone tough guy going on there, too, whereas Josh Norman's not there anymore. You know, that perceived best player on their defense, which is a total farce, which Redskin fans, you'll find out all about that this coming season. But, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, I think Carson just got caught up in the moment. Now, all right, let me start with, uh, let me start with Cage, Joey Cage. The score in the championship was forty-nine fifteen. Now, probably not going to be forty-nine fifteen again, 
But do you see a closer game? Do you see Arizona winning? What is, what's your early prediction on that game? Do you think that Carson Palmer, if he cleans up the game and, uh, or can he clean up the game? What, what's your opinion there? Maybe do you feel Carson Palmer's the problem? What do you, what do you think is the outcome of that week eight, week eight game? Well, I think that part of it is, unfortunately, Carson Palmer. Now, I really like him and respect him as a player. I think he's, you know, very good. But one of the issues, you know, that obvious, obviously came to light was his lack of, uh, you know, big games. You know what I mean? His lack, Him being in a do-or-die kind of game. He hasn't been to too many playoff games, uh, you know, hasn't done too much in that regard. So I think that... You know, come week eight, the thing is, is the Arizona Cardinals defense did get a lot better. Adding Chandler Jones is huge, you know, and I think that that team itself, they're going to be a lot better. And, you know, in a regular season game, I could see the Cardinals pulling it out this year. All right. All right. Now, do you see a close game or do you see one of those payback games where they they give them the same beat down that they got? I think it's going to be sort of almost a payback kind of game because of the fact that I think, first off, Carolina, I think it goes without saying, is going to regress this year. There's no way they're going to go 15-1 and again. They're probably, in my opinion, going to be a 10-6 to 11-5 team. Um, And I think that that team is also going to suffer a little bit because there were some holes on the defense that they didn't fill. And, again, I mean, they, you know, they have a parade of rookies at corner that they're hoping works out. And it's just, you know, I, I agree that Norman wasn't the defensive MVP. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, but they are going to miss that kind of presence and swagger that he brought to the defense. Meanwhile, Arizona's offense, very, very good. If they're, you know, if they're coming to play, it's going to be a tough offense to start to stop. And I think that it will be similar to a payback game. Okay, so because uh, I'm taking notes here, we'll be able to revisit this later. We got Joey Cage with Arizona Big, and uh, we'll go with Kid Kelly next, and then JT, and then myself. Uh, Kid, what do you think? We've got. Um, I think. Oh. <laughs> no, you're I fine. Think... We, we got the game. Go ahead. I do think Arizona will win. I don't think it will be by a lot, though. Carson Palmer has always been a good performer. I don't think he has the natural talent that or athleticism that Cam Newton has, but he's put in the work. So I think he'll be able to control the offense to eventually overcome the Carolina defense, especially with the holes they have. However, I do think that Cam Newton will be able to lead his Panthers to getting a few touchdowns in this game. I think it will still be close. Okay, to you, uh, kid, is Cam Newton a, uh, a top 10 NFL quarterback? I'm not a fan of him, but I think he is right now. I, especially after last year, I don't know how the rest of his career will turn out if he will be overly cocky, but I think now he is extremely athletic and fast. He can move the ball well. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, no, I definitely think he's top 10. Um, JT, you know the situation. You know what we're doing. Yeah. I go back to the wild card round in 2014 playoffs. Uh, Carolina beats Arizona 27 to 16, uh, a score that's probably more indicative of the talent on both teams. If I look at this season, though, you know Arizona is going to want to run the football more with David Johnson. Yeah, another year for Brown, another year for Floyd. Larry Fitzgerald looks ageless. Um, but the the part of this that I think people are forgetting is. Carolina did all this without a receiver last year. Ted Ginn, yep. please, don't even start. Uh, Greg Olson, to me, was the only real receiving threat on that team. Now you add back Kelvin Benjamin, 6'5". Devin Funches, who they said made light year progress so far in OTAs, another 6'4", 6'5", receiver. And then the aforementioned Greg Olson. Arizona's weakness is big receivers. They have trouble with big receivers. So I think Carolina's got their number, and I look for some kind of a 31-14, to 31-17 score. So you see Carolina winning again? Absolutely. Okay. I, uh, it's funny how uh, 
Well, you know what? Before I go to mine, a quick question on David Johnson. Uh, thousand mm-hmm. yard rusher this year? Da- absolutely. Yeah. 1,200 yard rusher. Absolutely. No. Kid Kelly? They're still a pass first team. Definitely not. Oh, I think so. 1,300 yards. Adrian Peterson territory. Anybody go with a 13? We're talking just we're talking just rush yards, correct? We're talking just um, rush. Yeah, if we're talking just, just rush. Definitely not. No way. Yeah. See, I've got him in that 1250, 1200 to 1250 range rushing. Bruce Arians says they know they need to run the football more, and I think this kid has the talent to do it. So, 12, 1250. Uh. 1,700 combined yards. Anybody? I'm just under that. Anybody? Just under that for me. No, under that, definitely. Yeah, it's under. I, I, I does would, it. Me personally, Go ahead. I'm sorry, I would say that 1,000 rushing yards, a little over, like 1,089, something like that, I and maybe 300 receiving yards. Combined touchdowns. I agree with I agree with you a little bit there. Let me just throw something in on that. The thing is, you look at the defenses that they play six times a year in their division. Seattle's defense isn't anything of what it was a few years ago. Um, you know, San Francisco, we don't even have to bring them up. Um, and the L.A. Rams, again, there's really no defense there. So, this guy, I think this guy, you know, 12, 1250 yards, three, 400 yards receiving, and probably 13 to 14 total touchdowns. 13, 14 total? Yeah, I got yeah, over well. a dozen, that's for sure. Um, all righty. Next up, where are you I, on I've got, yeah, that's where I was headed. Is Next up, I've got uh, mine. Let's see. I have to, I, I, I'm not going to say, you've got 31, 17, JT. I've got Carolina. <laughs> I don't know about that 31, 17. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't see anything more than a field goal game. I'd like to know where it is. I don't know where it is, but I definitely. I'd go Carolina, but I'll, I'll go Carolina, but maybe by a field goal. Maybe by a field goal. It's going to be a close game. Um, their defense is going to be the same. Carolina's defense is going to be the same, but neither is their offense. Their offense is going to be uh, so much more than it was last year. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put down Carolina, and I've got 2422. Hmm. Hmm. I've got okay. under a field goal game. Under a field goal game. Be interesting. Let's see. All right. Well, we'll keep that. We'll put that in our uh, in our files here for see you at the end of the season or after week eight, actually. Factor fantasy time, guys. Factor fantasy. And before we get to factor fantasy, let's go ahead and pay the bills. Why don't we do that? That works for me. Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about BreadFromYourBed.com, and I am with Ethan, the son of the owner, Joey, from BreadFromYourBed.com. Say hello, Ethan. Hello. And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan, thanks. Uh, we'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big, and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers. I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website? BreadFromTheBed.com 
And where should people go if they're looking for social media management? Bedfromthebed.com. And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money? Bedfromthebed.com. And where should people go to get help starting a business? All right, and if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go? Um, Bedfromthebed.com. All right, Ethan, one more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go? Um, Bedfromthebed.com. That's right, folks, Breadfromyourbed.com. There you go, folks. Breadfromyourbed.com, helping pay the bills. Jester is here, thanks to them. Also, Deep Obsession Charters. You're going to want to look them up on every area of social media for some great dives with Ryan Walton himself, folks. Don't want to miss that. All righty, gang. We are back at it. We've got 24 minutes to go. We're going to blow through some great fact or fantasy questions. And yes, uh, Eagle Boy, Joey Cage, we are going to start with those Giants. JT, you hater too. Uh, We could actually (laughs) probably just mute you two and Kid Kelly and I can have fun talking about this. Oh, no, I mean, that's who who I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, well... Fantasy is uh, something that is not real and like an Eagles Super Neither Bowl the Giants. Uh, championship, you know. Like a ball uh, sticking to your helmet in the Super Bowl. You got it. And the third and 12 that was completed after that, that really it didn't matter about that catch or not. It was the third and 12 after that he completed. And then the actual touchdown pass. And then the defense absolutely stopping uh, Tom Brady. And the vaunted uh-huh. Belichick team, the undefeated uh-huh. team. That's what they did, actually. That's um, what it, they did. Well, you know, they, there is one true. place they we live by in life. It is absolutely Sunshine's on awful. a dog's ass every now and again. That's right. That's right. And you know what? In 19 games, our ass was out there for it to shine, and I don't care because we got the <laughs> ring for it. Um, see, haters, kid, don't worry. They're haters. They can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> On the Odell. undefeated team in NFL history, Miami Dolphins. Thanks for playing. There you go. Uh, that was, you know, and that was true though. Did they play with helmets back then though? Were they? Did yeah, they, they have helmets did. yet? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah, single bar face masks on a lot of the guys, like Zonk and them. But yeah. Were games in color? No. Well, maybe if you were there, you know, if you were there. <laughs> Odell Beckham. Will he have more touchdowns this year than Olivier Vernon has sacks? Kid Kelly, what are you looking at? Which one? Which who has the better number there? Odell I touchdowns. Mean, I'm gonna say yeah. I mean it's Odell. <laughs> Can you deny that this this kid always gets the ball and he always gets it in the end zone? I don't think Eli Manning has anyone else to pass to or anyone else that wants it that much. <laughs> oh, he does. Trust me, oh, he does. Yeah, he he's got he's got some weapons this year, and that's the question oh, yeah, this year, uh, but, to me. I mean, the the question is this: now, if you figure Vernon, let, let's just say Vernon has eight eight sacks. You're gonna go nine double digit touchdowns on Beckham. That's uh. Now that they have weapons, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to, you know, just be an American, stubborn and, you know, refusing to listen to any other point of view and just say he will. Preach. (laughs) You know what? Here's the thing, kid. I was just testing your true giant fandom there. Of course Beckham's (laughs) going to have more touchdowns than Vernon has sacks. Stop it. Stop (laughs) it. Beckham's a beast. He's going to have at least a dozen. Stop. Okay. Uh, any, any of the two haters, JT, what do you say on that? Oh, well, you know me. I've got an opinion. I say Beckham will have more touchdowns in the first four games than Olivier Vernon will have sacks in 16 games. Oh, holy yeah. cow. Let me write this down. Beckham. <laughs> yeah, write that down. Oh, Book, it. Book it. 
Go to 888.com, folks, on the FantasyJusticeSports.com site and book this one. Hey, while you're there, there, one of our great Bill Crude says Eli Manning is going to break out this year, so make sure you 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 think about that when you're on 888 as well. Yeah, Bill Crude is uh, uh, the Giants and uh, Cincinnati. That's scary. Um, but no, all right. Now remember one thing, folks. When you're hearing uh, about Olivier Vernon, you're hearing it from somebody who is a little butt hurt that you know he's not done. even remotely. As I said before, <laughs> we got a third round pick and Mario Williams for a guy that honestly really wasn't worth that kind of money. Or don't you think Miami would have signed him in the first place? Let's see, um, LT. I remember a guy named there was uh, here we the go Giants. Again. We're gonna go with the dead tag defense. It's like the Chewbacca yeah. defense in South Park. Lawrence Taylor. I heard of him. Twenty eight and a half sacks his first four years. That was a pretty he was a pretty good player if I remember correctly. <laughs> different time, different Ver- position. Wait a minute. Olivier Vernon has, has more? Oh, okay. Olivier Vernon doesn't drop back and cover anyone like Lawrence Taylor did because he was an outside back. Lawrence Taylor, let me tell you something. Lawrence Taylor didn't do much covering. You know why? Because he was god awful at it. If okay, Lawrence Taylor was able to do more than Olivier. No, Lawrence Taylor. No, let me tell you something. Trust me on this one. Lawrence Taylor was awful in coverage. He did two things, and he did two things great. He was able to stop the run. And if you decide to run away from him, if you look at a bunch of his tackles and tackles for losses, it's when they ran away from him. And he was great at, at, at getting sacks, getting to the quarterback. No, wait. Did, coverage? Did you, you didn't want Lawrence to see LT in coverage. Did you say Lawrence Taylor was awful in coverage? Yes, I did. Yes, okay, he was. so then you changed my mind in one way. They do okay. have something in common because <laughs> Olivier's awful, period. Good. I don't want him in coverage. I want run after run no, no, Forrest. Run. There's the quarterback. Four games. That's his Beckham job. has more touchdowns. Four games. Okay. Yeah, I, I oh, I wrote that down. I wrote that one down. That's good. That's a good one. Four games. Interesting. All right. Let's go on now. All right. Here. Because I, I think we could all pretty much agree that we don't like Dallas. Let's move to Dallas next. Um, yeah, no, I mean, let's be honest. You know, it's America's team. and It's America's most hated team, I think. That's what they mean. Um, yeah, no, Ezekiel Elliott. Pardon me? I said I probably shouldn't say my nickname for him on air, so we'll go ahead. Uh, I think I have this one listed as PG. I don't know what we can get away with on it. Exactly, on yeah, so – all right, all right. Uh, next week I'll, I'll bump the rating. This way nobody can say anything. Uh, yeah, no worries. Well, I because I'm dying to find out, and I think our listeners really want to know now. Um, Ezekiel Elliott will have more touchdowns than Des Bryant. Factor fantasy. Now, before I go to my panel, you got to take in two things on this. How much is, is Ezekiel Elliott going to start and get the ball? And how healthy are you predicting Romo to stay and somebody that will be able to get Des the ball? All right. Let's go with reverse order. JT. Um, I also added that, will Des be healthy? Uh, You look at 2014, 13, and 12, he had 12, 13, and 16 scores. So pretty good seasons. But like you said, Tony Romo, the health of Tony Romo really dictates this. I think with McFadden really uh, hurting himself with the broken elbow and the time he'll miss in camp, I think Elliott's pretty much the clear-cut guy at this point. I would choose Elliott by hair on the touchdown total over Dez. Okay. All right. Um, and then Kid? I would go Elliott, too. I wouldn't put any stock in, you know, Tony Romo doing anything. And Dez Bryant came back he, uh, last season – he seemed a little shaky. I don't think I would put a, a whole lot in him either. I'd rather put my money on Elliot. Hmm. That's two for Elliot. Joey, you go with Elliot too? Uh, actually, I am. Uh, I feel as if the Cowboys are going to run Elliot 
not as much, but very close to the way they ran DeMarco Murray that year behind that great offensive line to take to take the pressure off of Romo, or at least to attempt to. Now, his health, obviously, as has been mentioned, is the big question. There's no doubt about that. But I feel that either way, whether he stays healthy or not, they're going to make Ezekiel Elliott the foundation of the offense because they know that that's what they need to do. And uh, regardless of Romo's health, which, by the way, I don't think he makes it a full season at all, uh, so that that affects Des Bryant there. But regardless of that, I think Ezekiel Elliott has more touchdowns than Des this year. Well, okay. Now let me ask you something because that's kind of our one of our factor fantasy. Uh, let me go back to the panel on this one, Joey. You go ahead. Uh, first of all, I'll answer them both at the end. Go ahead, Joey. Tony Romo, does he make it past week eight? Uh, see, that's that's a little tough because if I had to really put a, a, a week on it, I'd say week 10. It, it really speaks to I feel like, I mean, and it could be any time before, but if I – I guess if I were to put money on it, if I were to go to eight eight eight, I would I would say week ten. So I think he makes it a little past week eight, but definitely not a full season. Joey, do you have PayPal? Uh, I do. <laughs> you can get thirty dollars if you go on to eight 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 dot com right now. Go oh, ahead and pay right. it there, it's, and you can get thirty bucks. And there's a link on the site for it, if I recall correctly, right? Front page fantasyjestersports dot com. All right. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Have fun. Go take a look. They got a casino on there. You can play blackjack and everything. It's great. Um, kid, kid Kelly, does he? Does Romo make it past week eight? I don't think so. I just, you know, whenever I hear Tony Romo now, I just keep replaying in my head when he was crying on the ground, and I, you know, I don't see him coming back. I've, you know, I've good or as well as he played before. If you can consider him playing that well. I don't see him passing week eight, especially when Dallas is looking. It looks like they're preparing to replace him anyways. You know, the more that you talk about the Giants, Dallas, Eagles, all that stuff in general, okay, I, I'm really fighting falling in love with you. You are just like the <laughs> perfect – you're the perfect football fan right there. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, I agree with everything you've said so far about the NFC East. I think you're great. You stick Thank around. You. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Got to keep her around. I like – JT, you need to start oh, listening to her more. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I, I can't do that. I, I can't go with a Giants fan. Sorry. Okay. I can't do it. Uh, JT, does Romo make it past week eight? Yes, he does, and I think it's because of the points that Joey Cage made earlier with Dallas' emphasis on running the football in an attempt to keep him in the games. I don't see you're going to see him doing a lot of seven-step drops. You're not going to see him doing bootlegs out of the pocket. You're going to see a pretty vanilla passing offense with a power running game, which is what got him to the playoffs two years ago. Because also, don't forget, they did pass on Jalen Ramsey in the draft. Their defense is suspect. What better way to protect a bad defense than to control the time clock, run the ball. So, yeah, I think Romo will be around for well over eight games. Uh, all right. Well, JT, do you think 12? No. Would you say 12 oh, games? Oh, yeah. I would even give him over 12 games. I mean, they're going to really? protect him. He's going to be in a shell. They're going to protect him. Yeah. They have to. You want Kellen Moore throwing the football? No, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> Yeah, yes, that's exactly. True. I yeah. do. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I do, and that's where I'm going with this. No, there's no way in hell Romo makes it to week eight. This guy is like the glass <laughs> slipper, okay? Literally, okay? Listen, I have a bag of potato chips that make less noise when they go uh, through a locker room than him. He's just banged up, and it's not just the collarbone. There's other issues he's having. But let's just stick with the collarbone. Let's not even look at the other problems. The collarbone, they just shaved it down. So it's not as big as it was before, and it's going to hold up better. I don't know who's the rocket scientist behind that idea that's really thinking that 
something that keeps breaking is now going to be stronger because we've made it smaller. I I really I, built him better. Have you never yeah. seen the Six Million Dollar Man, Jester? Come on, you need to watch some seventies television. Uh, no, Steve Austin is not uh, in the Tony Romo uniform right now. So a Romo does not make it past week six. Oof. The crazy thing is, is I could see that though. I mean, I could absolutely see that being the case. That's full and well, you know, in the realm of possibility. Now here, and here's what'll help, and this is, uh, and and definitely, I think what's going to happen is um, we're going to have a problem with him making it past week six because I am, and we talked about this last week, and we didn't have time to get into it. I'm I'm going to put a bounty. I mean, what can they do? I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm not part of the NFL. If I put a bounty out on a player. How am I going to get fined? Who's going to find me? I mean, is the NFL really going to find me for this? If I put Kid, it out on he's Twitter, falling in love with you, you might want to explain the FBI stuff to him again. <laughs> I, do, I, don't think, I don't think the NFL will care. I think the FBI you know, will probably take it a little more seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's my guess also, as well. The NFL has to deal with the whole Johnny Menzel issue. Isn't he going about creating problems again? <laughs> They, they're busy Wait, enough folks, him, that's right. Folks, I got a really quick factor fantasy for you. It was reported yesterday or two days ago that Johnny Manziel said July 1st, which is tomorrow, is his last day of drinking. He's done partying. He's going to sober up, train, and fucking try to get ready for, try to get ready for the uh, season. Got to watch the actually happen. <laughs> yeah, got to watch oh. the uh, F-bomb, please. PG I thought Joe. he was in Sorry, Mexico right now. <laughs> The uh, question, the thing is, is do you uh, you're all right? Yeah. Does anybody believe that story? Does anybody believe that Johnny Manziel is all of a sudden going to get off the wagon? JT. Yeah, fantasy. No. no, absolutely, absolutely not. He said that what beginning of last season. He wasn't going to party. He wasn't going to drink anymore. And then him and Josh Gordon are up there hanging out with uh, Sam Clum and Martavis Bryant in a party out in Los Angeles. You know, so um, you know, yeah, not happening. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, kid? Uh, I mean, I thought he Manziel? made this announcement partying in Mexico, so I, I doubt it. Okay, there you go. Yeah, me too. I got you. All right. <laughs> you know, it's like that movie, The Longest Yard, when this guy's in jail. He's going to have to find yeah. a caretaker to make the wine in the toilet for him so he can get his fix, you know, uh, you know, th- throughout the day there in, in cell block D. But uh, yep. it's not happening. <laughs> Yeah. Hello, I the don't... guy bringing him his McNuggets. <laughs> the uh, the whole idea, though, is I don't, I, I really, I don't see me getting in trouble for it. So I'm gonna pay attention to my Twitter, fantasy jester, fantasy underscore jester. I'm going to put it out there. I I don't want Romo making it past week six. NFL players out there, um, I am going to put a serious offer out there. And I'm putting it on Twitter. I'll put it out there tomorrow. And I'm going to keep mentioning it. I'll mention it next week on air for those who uh, are stubborn and or don't just like Twitter, maybe. Go to the Facebook page. I'll talk about it on there. Fantasy Jester Facebook page. I'll talk about it there, but... I do not want to see Romo make it out of the sixth week, and I am I'm ready to throw down some real cheese on the idea that I, I want to see this happen. I want I want to see Romo knocked out of the game, and I will pay off I, whatever it is that I put up there. I promise I will uh, definitely pay off. The last factor fantasy, though, because uh, we've got five minutes left. Last factor fantasy is. Let's move to the north of the country, to Adrian Peterson. Will he rush for 1,300 yards? Kid Kelly, you're going to go first. JT and then Joey Uh, Cage. Wow, that is tough. I'm going to say yes, but it's a hesitant one. (laughs) Good way to waver there, kid. 
13, but I'm not really sure. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, he's a good player, but he's reaching the end of his career. You know, So I will say yes. Uh, if he keeps playing the way he's been playing, he should, you know, he should hit 1,300 yards. But because you never know, he's getting older, health concerns, obviously, obviously personal issues. So. What Kid Kelly hasn't told you, folks, is that she is actually trying out for our weather person. And in <laughs> Florida, the weather people here in Florida tell you 50% chance of rain. It definitely might. It definitely might not. That's what she's hey, telling weather, you. Weather people make great livings off of doing nothing. That's right. That's right. And uh, <laughs> you know what? You keep leaving out certain players on now and then. You might be moving to weather. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kid. Thanks for joining us tonight. Folks, that was Kid Kelly uh, on the line tonight. Don't forget, she goes ahead – not just the football articles. She does the Wednesday basketball redo. And on Fridays, she does a special interest piece uh, of some person, sports celebrity, uh, that has made a, a distinct accomplishment either in the world of sports or out of the world of sports. Joey Cage, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with you next. Adrian Peterson. Will he rush for thirteen hundred yards? Fact or fantasy? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to have to go with fact. Um, he's as far as him breaking down in health issues. Adrian Peterson's a totally different type of athlete than most of the guys we see. You're talking about a guy that just came off a season where he led the NFL in rushing after being away from the game. And I mean, I I don't see. First off, yes, he he clears thirteen hundred yards, and I mean. You're, he, he's he's not a guy that's slowing down. I don't see his career dwindling down. I see him floating around that 1,300 range uh, again this season. You really do. Uh, you know what? That was, folks, that was Joey Cage. And, you know, you have to understand where we were coming from having Joey Cage on. He's an Eagles fan. He's, let me repeat that. He's an Eagles fan. You know what that means to me? What a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoramus. <laughs> That's pretty much what that means to me, being an Eagle fan and, and weighing in on football. I mean, take his opinion with a grain of salt, I'll tell you. But I left the other gridiron guy, Adrian Peterson, JT. Will he rush for 1300 this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, last season, you know, 1,485 yards, 11 touchdowns, 327 carries, no signs of slowing down. If you look over his career, it really has to do with the games played. If he's played 16 games, he's gone over 1,300 yards in every season he's done that, and I'm thinking there's at least five of those seasons. So, I don't see why there's any reason for him to not hit 1,300 again this year. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, pretty much a clean sweep on that one. I'm going to have to raise the bar on uh, on that one because uh, I think we all pretty much took the 1,300, which isn't saying much for their passing game, though, and they've got a ton of receivers. I mean, they really, really – a bunch of receivers now after this draft, too. I mean, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, again, that's 1,300 yards is a lot of yards. I'm – to me, that's my threshold. I don't know how it went unanimous, but it, it did, and that's what we've got. And wow, and that's what we got for time. Wow. All right, folks, that was the Gridiron Guys. That was a quick week, got a show this week. Thank you so much for joining. I am the Fantasy Jester. We are brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com and Blog Talk Radio, the good people at Blog Talk Radio that help us bring this show to you every week. Next up, the Saturday Fantasy Justice Show. We've got a fantastic show. And next Wednesday, FXE Live. Fantastic debut show with great, great guests. Everything you I'm the Fantasy Justice. Thanks for joining us. Bye. And
out of here. Flex, flex. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clock's run out. 